What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Cage Drafter. I'm back with Dave today, and we got a good one for y'all today. I'm excited for it. Uh, we're going to be going over my mock draft 2.0, and then we're going to dive into some hidden gems in the draft, three prospects in the later rounds that could be a steal for teams that select them. And then we're going to head over, and we're going to do some questions from Instagram and some draft day dilemmas. Uh, let's dive right in. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. First, I just want to start off by saying, you know, we post the questions on Instagram, okay? And it's, what is the title of it? What did you title it last time? I just put podcast questions and then yeah. say, you give us some questions, we're going to answer it on the podcast. Right. One of the questions that Cade received was, what was it? What's your highest kill Fortnite game? <laughs> Dude, who are you? Go ahead and send us your info. Um, yeah, but uh, 28, by the way. Uh, we'll start off with that. Uh, if you think I'm lying, uh, I guess we'll never know. But... Yeah, I'm ready for this one, man. It's going to be a good one. we got a bunch of good stuff to talk about. Um, let's do it. All right, so I'm going to go through the first four or five picks, and then I need you to just tell me someone or a pick that stands out to you. Got it? Okay. This is your right. mock draft, right? Right. This is my 2.0. Um, I'm going to have probably four total. Uh, the last one to be posted a day or two before draft day. Okay. So one more in March, and then the last one in April. All right, first we've got the Chicago Bears that's taking Caleb Williams, <coughs> Washington Commanders taking Drake May, New England Patriots taking Jaden Daniels, pretty three common picks right there, uh, along with the Cardinals at four taking Marvin Harrison Jr., and the Los Angeles Chargers taking Joe Alt at pick number five. So which one of those stands out the most to you? Stands out the most. They're, they're all pretty like basic picks. I was about to say, I feel like they're uh, all they're pretty standard. I think sticking to the script here. Right. I think the Bears still take Williams. I don't think uh, there's anything shaken up there. Uh, the Commanders and Patriots, those could be switched picks. I could see the Commanders taking Daniels and the Patriots taking May. Uh, but other than that, I think... Maybe Chargers. Chargers? Yeah, I've seen Bowers at five. I've seen a corner at five. Seen Dude, I've, seen, I've five. seen DeGene at five. Cooper DeGene at five? Yeah. I, I mean, saw that today. Where'd you find that? I don't, I mean... I'm not going to name the here. website. He's not at five, but I'm not going to name the website. All right, then we'll just move on. Uh, pick number six to the Giants, taking Malik Neighbors, LSU receiver. Tennessee Titans, J.C. Latham, Alabama offensive tackle. That's probably higher than you're, you're going to see him go on a lot of drafts. Pick number seven. Okay. Pick number eight, uh, I, I thought about McCarthy here. Okay. But I have them taking Dallas Turner, the Alabama edge rusher. Chicago <coughs> Bears taking Rome Odunzi at number nine. And the New York Jets at pick 10 taking Talies Fuaga from Oregon State, the offensive tackle. Uh, so any of those picks jump out of you? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Falcons at 8, Dallas Turner. I think they have to take a quarterback. You think they don't pass up on a quarterback there? Absolutely not. So if McCarthy's there, pull the trigger? Yep. All right. 100%. Uh, what about the Bears at 9? Rome Odenzi. Bears at 9. Uh, yeah, Rome, I mean, I think he's – <clears throat> the third best receiver in that class, Harrison, and Neighbors already off the board. So, yeah, next man up. I mean, look at that draft. Williams and Rome right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, it's looking good for the Bears. Yeah. Uh, could be a day one winner. I agree. Uh, pick 11, the Vikings. They have Jared Verse, the edge from Florida State. And then the Denver Broncos at 12, taking J.J. McCarthy, mm. quarterback from Michigan. You like that one? Mm, I don't know. For the Broncos – and that's kind of one of the subjects we're going to, you know, talk on today um, yeah. with the draft situations. But 
I don't know. I don't think they take a quarterback just yet because I think they need to give Russell some more time. Oh, I think Russell's gone. I don't think so. I don't think there's any way he's coming back. Uh, in my notes here, I put, I'm skeptical the Broncos pull the trigger on McCarthy here, but if they do, hopefully they can start to build around that franchise guy with their other picks in the draft. Another aggressive spot would be McCarthy at 8 to the Falcons. Right, yeah. Uh, and so, I, I mean, I was coming back and forth between it, <coughs> um, but ultimately it came down to kind of Jared Verse and Dallas Turner, where they would land. I felt like that was better fits for them, 8 and 11 for Verse. And so it just worked out better this way. Um, I was stuck on the Broncos and Falcons, and at some point you just got to throw a name in there. Uh, moving on, pick 13, Terrigan Arnold, Alabama cornerback. Pick 14 to the Saints, Olive Vishanu from Penn State, the offensive tackle heading to New Orleans. Uh, and Indianapolis Colts at 15, taking Quinion Mitchell, one of my favorite players in the draft, Toledo cornerback. And pick 16, the Seattle Seahawks taking Byron Murphy, the second D lineman from Texas. Now it's halfway through. Uh, which of those picks do you like the best? I'm going to have to go with Raiders taking Arnold. Yeah. At 13, I think Arnold's a good value pick there. I have him as my ninth or eighth best player in the entire draft, so getting him at 13, getting a corner that they need, uh, works out for the Raiders really well. Uh, but I, my favorite's still the Colts at 15. I think they're getting the best guy on the board. I think they're getting the best cornerback available with Arnold going right before that. Right. Uh, and the Colts are a team that it's hard to hard to gauge what they're going to do. Um, because when you look at their team, there's not a lot that they need on paper. And they just they just got a quarterback. Um, maybe a receiver is in the question for them. Uh, maybe some more offensive linemen. They're getting old there. Uh, defensive linemen's in the question. But the Colts are a team that can that are a wild card there. Um, moving on, pick 17. The Jacksonville Jaguars take Nate Wiggins, Clemson cornerback. Pick 18, Cincinnati Bengals take Brock Bowers, Georgia tight end. Pick 19, Los Angeles Rams take Jackson Powers Johnson, the Oregon center. Uh, and Pittsburgh Steelers pick 20, take Amarius Mims, the offensive tackle from Georgia. Which of those picks stand out? I have a feeling I know which one you're going to take. <coughs> Brock Bowers. Okay. Yep. He fell. He did. So why'd you, why'd you think... So you, you you think he's gonna fall this to eighteen? Uh, well, on the website I have in this mock, no trades are allowed, and that's why Bowers is available at eighteen. I imagine a team okay. would trade up within the top fifteen to get Bowers. Uh -huh. And if he did fall to Cincy, the Bengals would have a complete championship caliber team. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, if that did happen, the Bengals would so, be nice. Yeah, in this in this mock draft, I'm not doing trades. I won't do trades until my 4.0. But uh, I don't think Bowers falls below fifteen without a team coming up to get him. But Without trades, it's just hard to place them anywhere because there's very few teams that a tight end is what they what they right. can afford to pick. Right? We talked about that in the last time, mm -hmm. uh, and so he falls to 18 in this scenario. Uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, the center, he's climbed up draft boards, a good Senior Bowl, going pick 19 to the Rams. The Rams are also a team I would watch out for a quarterback there, along with the Steelers at 20, assuming that they don't get a free agency deal done. Uh, pick 21, Miami Dolphins, Troy Fatanu, Washington offensive tackle. Pick 22, Philadelphia Eagles. Now he's off the board. Cooper DeGene, Iowa cornerback. 23, Houston Texans. This is one of my favorite picks. Brian Thomas Jr., LSU wide receiver. 
Pick 24, the Dallas Cowboys, Tyler Guyton, Oklahoma offensive tackle. Uh, any of those picks you got anything for? No, I think I would say Cooper DeGene, but um, all the teams ahead are like in that little gap from Mitchell to Cooper. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're desperately in need of a DB, and I think he's, like I said earlier, the next man up. So yeah, I was go. gonna say he fell, but I don't. I think. But imagine be. the Texans with Brian Thomas Jr. Tank Dell's been been playing well. Right. Um, Nico Collins has come out of come out of nowhere. So that's a good little little trio for C.J. Stroud in his second year. Uh, and I also put I do believe Brian Thomas goes before twenty three, but in this scenario he falls to Houston. I could see him being a top 20 pick with ease, top 15 pick, um, whether that's by trade or not. Uh, moving on, pick 25, the Green Bay Packers have been taking Ennis Rakestraw Jr., cornerback from Missouri. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers pick 26, Lyatu Latu, UCLA edge rusher. 27 to the Cardinals, I have Chop Robinson, the edge from Penn State. Uh, and you'll notice Latu is falling down to 26. He's in the top. 20 usually most boards you might find <coughs> in the top 10 on some uh, he's in that he's in that 11 to 15 range mostly uh, but again this is a scenario without trades Latu might fall uh, there, there's a couple good edge rushers in this class and I'm not sure Latu is at the top of some teams boards uh, the same with Chop Robinson down at 27 to the Cardinals uh, moving on 28, the Buffalo Bills taking Edrin Cooper. You're not going to see him in a lot of first-round mocks, but now there he is. Uh, while we may expect a playmaker here in the form of wide receiver, uh, this class is so deep they'll be able to get a solid guy with their second-round selection. Uh, Cooper is the best linebacker in the draft, and he adds a solid component to a lacking Bills defense. That's straight from the website. Uh, pick 29 was a difficult one with the Detroit Lions. I had them taking Zach Frazier, West Virginia center. Uh, he has a wrestling background. He'll be a good mesh with Dan Campbell. There you go. Uh, Darius Robinson up next, pick 30 to the Baltimore Ravens. He had a great showing at the Senior Bowl, and it propels him into the first round. Uh, San Francisco 49ers, pick 31, taking Graham Barton, the Duke offensive tackle. The 49ers are a complete team. There's not a lot of weaknesses on paper. Uh, so keep, keep Purdy healthy. And then pick 32, the Kansas City Chiefs, taking Adonai Mitchell, the Texas wide receiver, giving Mahomes another solid weapon. Uh, so what about that batch right there? Dude, the Chiefs end up, they win the Super Bowl and end up getting Mitchell at wide receiver their 32, 32nd pick. Yep, and they just had Rasheed Rice. He's going to break out, I, I think, this next year. So that's good. Oh, little gosh, man. What are we looking at here, a three-peat or what? Uh, we'll get into that. That's actually one of the questions y'all have <coughs> on Instagram. We will. Um, but there's the first... Uh, the second mock, um, all 32 picks are available on the website at cagedraftroom.com. Head over there, and we're going to take a break, Dave. When we get back, we're going to jump into some draft day scenarios. You're going to be the GM of three teams, and I'm going to give you some scenarios, and you're going to get to take a pick at your guy. Let's do uh, it. So we'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Today's episode is sponsored by FreePoint. FreePoint is an activewear clothing brand, but it's also a group of like-minded people gearing towards ultimate performance. Freepoint is a moment in which a person finds themselves in their optimal state of performance. For Kate and I, our Freepoint is the show. To join us in your own Freepoint, head over to thefreepoint.com and pick up some gear today. 
Classic crewnecks, hoodies, t-shirts, and more are all waiting at thefreepoint.com. Head over there to get some gear today. And now we're on with the show. All right, we're back, and we're going to hop into some draft day scenarios. Uh, so, Dave, you're going to be the GM of three teams. I'm going to give you the picks before you, and you got to tell me who you would select and why. Cool deal. And then I'll follow up, and I'll give my, my takes on it. All right, Dave, you are the Tennessee Titans GM. Okay. You're sitting at pick seven. And the picks before you are Chicago, Caleb Williams, Drake made the commanders at two. New England takes Daniels. Arizona takes Marvin Harrison. The Chargers take Joe Alt. And the Giants take Talese Fuaga. Fuaga. Okay. So you're the Titans. <coughs> what are you doing? If I'm the Titans, two positions we need most, tackles, wide receivers. Right. Do you agree? So, and you said in the mock draft 2.0, I can't remember. When did J.C. Latham get taken in your mock draft? He went at seven to the Titans. Seven to the Titans. Well, he's going to do that again here with me. All right. Um, yeah, Joe Alt gets taken. How do you say that? Fuga? Talese Fuaga. Fuaga? Yeah. yeah. So, like I said before, two tackles get taken off the board. I need a tackle. Um, JT, J.C. Latham mm-hmm. out of Alabama. Okay, I like that pick. Um, I think you know personally what I would do. Uh, Malik Neighbors is still sitting there on the board. I don't think you can pass him up, especially when you look at their <coughs> receiving room. Traylon Burks in the past year didn't work out. Right. Will Levis needs some help. Uh, but you could argue that J.C. Latham's offering him some help as well. So I, don't, I like the pick there, too. Right. All right, Dave. Now you are the general manager of the Denver Broncos. You have pick 12. The first four picks are the same. Williams made Daniels <laughs> Marvin. The Chargers take Brock Bowers at five. He's gone. Neighbors goes to the Giants at 6. Joe Walt goes to Tennessee at 7. J.J. McCarthy goes to Atlanta at 8. Romo Dunsey goes to Chicago. And the Jets take Talese Fuaga. And the Minnesota Vikings take Dallas Turner at pick 11. You're on the clock. Denver Broncos, who's your selection? I think within the first five seconds, you're going to hear that, you know, you know, the little bell chime. Say that the pick's the, in? The pick is in, okay? Terry on Arnold, okay? Pair him with Pat Sertain. Dude, that's an elite backfield. Yeah. Okay. The best um, tandem in the league, yeah. Right. If you have a great, I believe, what's that saying? Defense wins championships, okay? Defense is a way to go. Uh, you build that, it gives your uh, offense ability to grow, and it gives them a little bit more time to grow. If you hold the opponent to zero points, you don't got to score, okay? Or at least you got to score once, Okay. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to end the zeros. Right, okay. So, but, yeah, there's more room for error if your defense is right. not hey, what le- you're getting at. Yeah. Back to what I was saying, let's keep Russell, not waste a pick on a Russell's quarterback. Russell's gone, bro. No, sir. And we're, t- we're taking a playmaker, but in this specific situation, give me Arnold. All right. I like the pick. That's what I would have done as well. Uh, you know Arnold is my top corner in the draft. All right, next up. You are the GM of the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, God. Put yourself in those shoes. you got a lot of work to do. Top three picks are as follows. Chicago, Caleb Williams. Washington takes Jaden Daniels. Wow. And New England takes Marvin Harrison Jr. They don't select the quarterback. You're the Cardinals at four. What's your pick? 
I'm going to go with the best wide receiver at LSU, Malik Neighbors. All right. Okay. Have to, have to, have to have a playmaker on this team. Um, Cardinals have a lot of holes to fill, like you said. The biggest hole needed is playmaker. Got to get that on this team first. Dude, they have the 27th pick in the first round and the 35th in the second round. You could argue that 35th pick is basically like a first-round pick. Yeah. Because okay? of how uh, depth, how much depth we have in this draft talent-wise. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and say they have two other first-round picks. We can get defense. We can get tackles later. Right? Right. So, yeah, let's go with Malik Neighbors, get a playmaker off the bat, one of the best playmakers in this draft. All right. And just for just for kicks, who would you take with that 27th pick? What defensive player are you putting in, keeping an eye on? Dude, I'm going to, you know, go with the same one that you picked, Chop Robinson. Yep. Um, yeah, so Cade's high on him. I'm high on him. Um, he has a deep arsenal of pass rush moves, um, and he's bendy, right? Yep. So. And also, like I said, if you listen to the other podcasts, I'm high on defensive linemen. Um, let's get some dudes in the trenches. It starts with them up front. So, yeah, that's who I would choose at All the right, 27. Yeah, that's exactly what I would do. That's a good draft for them for the first round especially, uh, especially if they get someone like Marvin Harrison or Malik Neighbors. And then Chop Robinson, that's a draft winner. Uh, all right, next thing we're going to move on to is we each got three hidden gems that we can look for in the later rounds. These guys could be late-round steals, uh, and, and I'll let you start it off with your first guy that you came up with. I'm going to start it off hot here, okay? And this is a guy I look at, and I'm kind of confused as to why he's valued as, you know, a late third-rounder. Cam Hart out of Notre Dame, okay? Dude, he's 6'3". Yeah. At a cornerback. That's pretty big. At a good senior bowl. Right. Um, I mean, you can tell from 6'3", he has great length. Um he doesn't have very many, you know, negatives, you would say. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a balanced uh, yes, balanced player. He has all the tools. So you're not – I wouldn't say you're getting anything, like, outstanding, but you're not – you're getting an all-around, like, right. just well-tuned guy. Yeah, he might not be elite in any certain department, but he's – He's going to get stuff done. Yeah. Right? Um, maybe he tends to have some, you know, bad eyes here and there. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I mean, this guy, I don't understand why. I mean, he's a potential starter or, like, a high-end backup, you could say. All right. Um, my first guy is going to be a guy that I've kept my eye on for a while. Uh, I, I scouted this dude early in the process, way back in November, and that's Malik Washington from Virginia, the wide receiver. Uh, this guy is he's not, he doesn't have the biggest frame, uh, and his size brings up a lot of concerns. But what he lacks in height and weight, he makes up for his speed. Um, he's a shifty guy. He's, he's very productive at Virginia. He had over 1,000 yards, over uh, say 11 or so touchdowns. Dang. Uh, over 100 receptions. So he's been good there. Uh, he has a good fluidity in the working inside the numbers. Uh, he can sit in the zone. Uh, and I've overall liked this guy. He had a good shrine bowl. Uh, and he's a guy that you need to keep your eye on you're looking for some late round wide receiver steals and this class is deep so don't expect him to go too high but uh but i would keep an eye on malik washington from virginia all right next up your second guy uh my second guy i'm gonna go i think this is all defense for me dude um evan williams out of oregon uh the safety what do i always say that i like in a db great tackler okay mm -hmm. he falls in that category um 
Although I do like um, guys who are able to, you know, press up the line and be great. And, man, this guy does not fall into that category. He's more of a zone defender. Right. Um, I was thinking this guy would be such a steal because he's actually kind of projected to go low, like fifth round. Or, like, yeah. So Yeah, I mean, you don't see safeties come off the board that high right. often. There's maybe one first-round guy, a couple in the second. But other than that, they don't come off the board too Yeah, high. but I kind of look at this guy as like almost like a like a sub-linebacker type of guy. He this guy good, also has to have, like, a, if he has a good uh, pro day. He also did have a good senior bowl. Had an yeah. interception, covered a lot of ground. Uh, he had some good plays. Right. I feel like he would just be on the field in certain defensive packages as for right now. Until yeah. he proves otherwise. Okay. But good pick. Yeah, my next guy is Jackson Mitchell from UConn, the linebacker. Uh, he's a little on the smaller side and lacks that effective pop that you look for when when he hits guys and in open space. But he does cover sideline to sideline. He's going to be your rangy linebacker. Uh, yeah, like I said, he's going to cover sideline to sideline. He's going to be instinctive. He's going to chase down the ball carrier in pursuit. Every time you see a run, this guy's going to be on the running back's tail. He's able to run with him like that. And so he's not getting enough credit for where he's being projected. Uh, I would put him as a top top three-round guy. Okay. Yeah, so for my last one, all right, we talk about hidden gems. I'm going to call this a buried gem, okay? You're going to have to dig a little bit. <laughs> uh, Austin Booker, great hands, okay, as an edge Great hands. Um, he has a good frame. He's not as heavy as you'd want him to be. Um, I think he's six four. I'd give him six five on a good day. Um, Two forty. Yeah, like I said, great hands. But he only had one college start, like as in one game. So he's inexperienced, and I mean, I think he barely saw the field in twenty twenty three. Yeah, that's scary. So it's a high risk, high reward situation. Um, he lacks some strength. Really, it's just like his his movement. You can tell is, you know, it's kind of natural, I guess you could say. But when I say movement, I'm not talking about speed off the edge. Um, he's not very explosive. Uh, nothing stands out in that sense. But I think he has high upside and a high ceiling if he gets drafted and he gets in the weight room and he does what he needs to do and they take care of him. All right. Uh, and to end this off, my last guy uh, is going to be a guy that you probably have not heard his name at all uh, and that's Delmar Glaze the offensive tackle from Maryland uh, he's versatile he can play guard he might play guard he can play tackle as well that's where he played at Maryland uh, he excels in run blocking and second level engagements showcasing agility and fluidity despite his size with natural leverage and strength he anchors well against bull rushers and delivers a forceful initial punch his limitations in lateral agility and recognition of complex defensive schemes may affect his ability to start on the outside. With refinement, he could be a reliable backup and eventual starter in the league. And that's straight from my notes uh, when scouting him. Uh, and I, I, I think he could be, like I said, a reliable backup or eventual starter in the league. That and name I, sounds familiar. Delmar Glaze? I think that's the guy you, you were telling me this, like, remember the name, Delmar Glaze. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe that, that's why he was on my list. Hey, right? I'm going to hold you up. I'm gonna hold you. I'm gonna hold you to that. Yeah, we'll we'll have a, a show where we come back. We're and gonna have a recap. Address these recaps. See so how that holds out. And if all three of my guys, uh, you don't even know their names in five years, <laughs> uh, it's gonna be unfortunate. Uh, but moving on, last segment of the day, we're gonna answer some questions that y'all had. Y'all asked some good ones this time, uh, better than last time. And 
Dave, I'm gonna give you the first one, okay? Okay. Way too early Super Bowl predictions next year. Go. After I heard that 32, 30 second pick. Yeah. Chiefs win the Super Bowl. I promise. Okay. Okay. And if I'm gonna go way, way too early, Chiefs win it. Against who? That's a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Who's it gonna be, Dave? Okay. Chiefs versus who? I'm gonna go bold here. Okay. I'm gonna please a lot of people. A lot of people are gonna get mad at me. Don't say don't say what I think you're gonna say. The Dallas Cowboys. And you said it. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys are gonna be there next year. This is their year, and I believe that. And you wanna know why? Yeah, I do. They're gonna draft a running back. He's gonna be their guy. They're gonna draft a DB. He's gonna be their guy. Okay. Trayvon Diggs comes back from his injury. He does well. Get Bland out of here. Okay. He was a one one hit wonder. One season wonder. Okay. Dak Prescott turns it on. They got one of the best playmakers in the league right now, C.D. Lamb. Okay. Tied in spots looking good. Offense, Tyron Smith is going to stay healthy this year. Okay. The best edge. I mean, we're talking about foundational pieces in a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the Cowboys. You, you, you forget that part. Hey, they're going to have to break the curse eventually. Not this. I don't and know. This is I mean, the year. Okay. 49ers lose Ayuk. That's one of their best playmakers. They got a money problem right now, and it's all about to come crashing down like Wall Street, okay, in 2008. Okay. Uh, well, I said – I went with a, a more of a boring answer, and I said I. when you're looking at it, it's hard to not say rematch is possible. Boo. But I, I kept a bold one just, just for the – Okay. Um, so, yeah, when I'm looking at the NFC, I feel like the Niners are the sh- – strong favorites there right right um so i could see what i'm hoping for is niners bills what i could see is niners Bengals. Bengals. i think, I think if Burrow's they have a good draft healthy they get a good draft all okay. the playmakers are back uh especially if they take bowers like my mock draft had i don't they got a solid team. think they will but uh Bengals niners that'd be a, a decent super bowl and then it's hard to bet against the chiefs though right yeah i mean you um, can't and if i Put someone besides a rematch for the Chiefs. Uh, here's a, a little bolder of a pick. What about the Rams? That's very they're gonna bold. have They're going to have Puka in their s- his second year. Um, I mean, he could do even better. It's hard, to, it's hard to beat what he did this year. But Correct. In his second year, uh, Cup, if he stays healthy, they can be, it can be a sleeper team in the NFC. Uh, and that leads us into our next question. Give us our dark horse sleeper team for next year. A team that will rise above expectation. I'm going to go with the team that I, I feel like has done this year after year after year. Okay. And I know for a fact one person watching this is going to love what I'm about to say. The Green Bay Packers. Okay. Sleeper team. Yeah. Dude, what an upset first round. Right? It's the Cowboys that you keep forgetting. That is an upset. I don't care what you say. Okay, that is sure. a, that be, is that is an, an upset. upset in quotation marks. That is an upset. The Cowboys would pull something like losing in the NFC Championship, not losing in the first round to Dude, the Packers. That's, that's what that's what everybody do. says though. How did we lose the first round to the Packers? That's why they're super no. Yeah, team. you're right. The the Packers have their foundation set up. Uh, if they have a good draft, I could see them making a run. A good draft sets them pretty. Jordan Love proven to be one of the top quarterbacks in the league right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. If they get the situation figured out with this draft, they're yep. a sleeper. I promise. All right. You're going to have to hear me out for mine, okay? Okay. So, let's think about this. 
I went with the Falcons. Okay. Okay. What are they missing, like, mainly? Quarterback. Okay. I've never been a huge fan of this guy, okay? But Justin Fields might be coming home. <laughs> oh, God. All right? Now, listen. If the Falcons go and they get Justin Fields for cheap, <coughs> I'm talking cheap. Because, I mean, he might want to go there. He's from Georgia. Going back home is, is certainly an option for him right now. Okay. I think they're the betting favorites, whatever. If Justin Fields has a good year in Atlanta, he's going to have playmakers. He's going to have a brand-new coach. They're going to be able to draft a high defensive player with their eighth pick. Any defensive player they want on the board, they can take their pick. So you're getting the best defensive player in the draft, a quarterback with a new system, a quarterback with playmakers. you got Drake London, Bijan, Kyle Pitts, if he can do something finally. And the Falcons are in a horrible division. They're gonna, they get to play the Panthers twice a year. They get to play the Saints twice a year, who haven't figured that out yet. Right. And the Bucks, who uh, might be a con- – uh, I mean, I could see them being a, a playoff team again, right? Mm-hmm. But if the Falcons have a good defense. They have playmakers there. they got Jesse Bates. They have A.J. Terrell. They're figuring it all out on defense. And it, I mean, it obviously all depends on the quarterback situation. But if they can get Justin Fields for cheap and he plays – above averagely I mean why not dude if there's one quarterback that I don't want on my team it's Justin Fields hey Justin Fields has I'm not a Justin Fields fan I've never been a Justin Fields fan when I scouted him I wasn't a fan when he came when he was drafted by the Bears I wasn't a fan last three years I haven't been a fan but he's progressed he's shown flashes here and there and I mean we haven't seen him with an abundance of playmakers he had DJ Moore and he came alive so give him Bijan, give him Drake London, who I think is one of the more underrated receivers in the league. Right, I agree with you there. Had him on fantasy last year, dude. He's pretty good. Yeah, so, I mean, why not the Falcons, right? I see where you're getting at, but mm. take out that first part with quarterback, plug in J.J. McCarthy. I agree. Okay. okay. I mean, yeah, that's an option, too. I just say taking the eighth pick and getting – I mean, they take Gal- Dallas Turner, and he – Rookie of the year candidate right off the board. We're looking at like a Texans kind of situation. Right. Um, another thing with the Falcons is that I think that they get four free wins a year with the Panthers and Saints. Very true. So, I mean, if you're starting off 4-0, basically, it depends on how the Saints do in the offseason. They could they could beat the Falcons. And, I mean, the Panthers did beat the Falcons this past season. But Yeah. I, I think there's four free wins right there at least. And then I agree. I uh, like we said, the NFC is not that competitive. They're going to play some bad teams. They're going to play the Commanders. Um, and so, I mean, that's that was my pick, the Falcons. When looking, at I it see all. where you're coming from. I really do. Uh, and that leads us into the opposite side. What is an overrated team next year that everyone is hyped up on that you're not sold on just yet? That's tough. Let me think about it. You go first. All right, I'll start off. Uh, and I think... There's two – I had two answers here, and the first one being the Chargers. I think year year after year the Chargers disappoint us, right? And so, I mean, I think they're going to get a new head coach. They they got – maybe they can do well in the draft with the fifth pick, and people are going to be like, oh, the, this is the Chargers, Chargers time. And I'm not sold that the Chargers are just going to flip it like that. Uh, another team I went – I mean, the Chargers could do good. I don't think they're winning the division or anything. Uh, but another team is the Jets. I okay. think. I just think the Jets are getting overrated again. I've seen people say that they're going to win the division, um, and 
I mean, we haven't even seen Aaron Rodgers on the Jets yet. We don't even know what that looks like, right? If he had come this year and it was good and he showed some progress with the with the team, it would be good. I don't, Brees Hall, Brees Hall is a little bit confusing on if he's going to be able to take that jump into like that next tier of running back. I think Garrett Wilson's there. I think he needed Aaron Rodgers, um, but he still had a thousand yard season. Right. But I just don't put the Jets in that. Like, I think they're borderline playoff. I think they're the seven or eight seed this next season. Hmm. I'm not sold on them winning the division or anything. I'm not sold on them being a – I mean, I saw someone predict them as the one seed. The Jets? The Jets as the one seed. Come on, and dude. And so I'm, I'm, like, I'm not sold on them. We haven't even seen how Rodgers plays with those guys yet. All we had was hard knocks. Right. I mean, we haven't even seen him complete a pass with the team. Dude, I might have to second that, the Jets. That's a good one. Yeah, I don't. I just, I'm not sold on them completely, uh, and they could they could definitely prove me wrong. But yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like, especially when again look at the division. They're playing the Dolphins twice a year, Patriots. I mean, that's probably two three wins. Yeah, and then the Bills twice a year. That's a hard division. They're gonna have to overcome some tough games to get anything going there. But yeah, I, I picked the Jets. They're young too, dude. Yeah. I mean, if. They're overrated this year. I don't think they're going to be overrated in the years to come. That's I think they're going to yeah, figure if, it out soon. If Rodgers stayed this year and he showed yeah. promise and he showed like that he was the guy there and he's going to be the guy for a couple more years, I wouldn't be saying that. They're going to figure it out soon. Trust I think they that. need a year still to figure things out. Okay. I can see um, that. Another question we had that I already answered, uh, who will the Cowboys select with their first pick? I had Oklahoma's Tyler Guyton in my first round, 26 overall to the Cowboys. Uh, if you wanted another pick, I'd say Dukes, Graham Barton. I kind of flip between those two. But I think the Cowboys take offensive tackle. That would be my guess. Um, and I don't – like you said, they're they're pretty solid when you look, when you look at their roster. So right. there's not much that they can they can really bolster there. You could, <coughs> you could say receiver. There's an argument there. Running back, they can't take one that early, I don't think. So Absolutely not. Um, that's who I had the Cowboys selecting with their first pick. Uh, here's the next question that you're going to like. J.J. McCarthy or Bo Nix? And I know who you're going to say. I think we have different answers, but you can go ahead and, and give your, your take on that. I'm going to surprise you here, okay? I'm not taking Bo Nix, by the way. <laughs> it just depends on the scenario, though. Right. Uh, his question was, was word for word, who is the better prospect, J.J. McCarthy or Bo Nix? Okay, if we're looking in terms of that, I am going to surprise you, Bo Nix. You think Bonix is the better I prospect, think, but you think yes. what? You think McCarthy's better career? Higher upside. Okay. AJ. Um, yeah, Bonix has the numbers. He's shown what he can do. Um, but he's he, dude. He's twenty four. He's twenty. Did he just turn twenty four? I think he just turned. They're about to turn twenty four. or Just turned twenty four. Okay. They're around that age. They're old. I'm talking when I say there. I'm talking about Penix with along with him. Um. Okay. JJ is twenty one, and. He hasn't shown the numbers and, you know, what he can do like Bo Nix. Right. But then if you look at it, they kind of struggle with the same things. It's just that Bo Nix has better arm talent. Right. But, once again, three more years ahead of J.J., he had more time to adapt and increase his ability, his um, arm talent. But, yeah, so J.J., I think both of them struggle with um, out-of-the-pocket, you know, on a fly, where am I getting the ball to? So if I had to choose the better prospect, 
I'm taking Bo Nix. But if I want a team and I want a quarterback, if I don't want somebody to start now, I'm taking J.J. all day. Yeah, when I'm looking at the better prospect, I'm also going to take Bo Nix. I think he's shown he's shown us more, right? He's given us more. There's Correct. more to go off there. But I do think you you know what you're getting when you take Bo Nix. I think J.J. McCarthy has a bigger upside. Uh, I think he can surprise you and, and be the better – have a better career, I would say. All right, we're going to jump into one more thing before we head out. We are going to look back at the NFC South, and we've been doing this series where we take a look at the building blocks and the foundation built within those divisions. Uh, so we're going to jump in, and we're going to see, do the Buccaneers fit the criteria? Uh, what are you thinking about the quarterback situation? Do they have that figured out? I don't know if this surprises people or kind of, you know, gets people mad, but yes, they do. I promise they do. Bacon Mayfield is that guy. I've been saying this, promise you I have. He just hasn't had, you know, like you say, playmakers to, you know, make him shine a little bit more, yeah. right? So, yeah, those playmakers, they're going to be able to show what Baker can do, and I think Baker yeah. can do. So moving along to the two playmakers, Mike Evans might be gone. I don't think so. I think he gets resigned. Okay, then there's one, right? Chris Godwin, you can argue. I think Rashad White is coming on as a playmaker. I think he's shown some good promise there. Um, their tackle, they have that solved. Tristan Wirfs, one of the best in the league. Uh, what about their What about their edge rushers? How are they looking? Um, I'm not sure if their edge rusher spot is great, but what they lack in edge rusher, they can gain in linebacker. Just general, you know. Yeah, off I think the edge ball, rusher linebackers. is also the position that they take in the draft, so I think they can solve that one up. Uh, cornerback, I think they do have that solved. I like Carlton Davis a lot. Uh, and I think what you what you do lack in corners, you can also make up in safeties. Uh, right. I think Winfield's been good there. Uh, they also think Jamel Dean's been good at corners too. So I think they have that that spot filled out. Uh, moving on, the Carolina Panthers. What's the quarterback situation like? You like? How do you feel about Bryce Young? You think he needs another year to? I th- I mean I think you have to keep Bryce Young. And I mean, oh well, yeah, you got to you pay him, you right? paid into him, so. But you think he's going to improve, or you think it's has to? He showed what he showed. No, he's going to improve. He hasn't showed his cards yet. No, uh, I'm, I'm not sold on Bryce Young not being the answer there. I think you give, give him, him playmakers, some, right? You give him some talent, yeah, uh, and you can see what what he has there. I do think that they lack both playmakers. I think they need two still. Adam Thielen, he's getting older. Um, you could argue for him. I, I mean, I'm on the fence with that. I. And then the running back situation, Miles Sanders didn't work out like they wanted to. Uh, Chuba Hubbard is not is not a top-tier playmaker. So they need guys there. Uh, tackle, Ike Mekongwu, they just drafted him. He showed a little bit of promise. Uh, I wouldn't check him off, write him off completely yet. Uh, but, like, yeah, the Panthers have a lot of holes to fill. And they're sitting in a bad spot at and 33. I think, yeah, I think they have the – the sixth or fifth least amount of picks in the draft. That's terrible, dude. So look away, Panthers fans. Um, Brian Burns, he might be gone at their edge rushing position. I mean, they look, they're terrible, dude. Like, they have nothing. J.C. Horn showing a little bit of promise. You can maybe check off corner there. Dude, I think if we're – okay, but, say foundational pieces, okay, quarterback one, playmakers yeah. two, tackle three. Uh, edge four, uh, DB five. Yeah. Okay. So you got a point for hitting all those marks. They, ha- they have zero. They have. I'm gonna give them half a point <laughs> for Bryce Young because I don't think he showed 
what he can do just yet. Okay. I would give him one. I would. I'm gonna give them half. I'm gonna give them point five, dude. I would give them one point, half a point for Jason Warren, and half a point for Bryce Young. So <laughs> it's not looking great for the Panthers. And I mean, they just they have so much stuff that they need to fix before they can even begin to look at that five pointer. <laughs> like, it's bad. Uh, all right, moving on. The New Orleans Saints. Uh, I'm not giving them a point for quarterback. Derek Carr is not that guy. I'm agreeing with you there. Uh, playmakers. Uh, I think Chris Olave is a playmaker. You think Calvin Kamara is still at that level? Yes, I do. All right, so we'll give them, what is that, a point just for playmakers? They yeah, well, playmakers? yeah. If they, if they hit two playmakers, that's a point. All right, well, there's a point there. Um, their tackles, Andrus Pete, Ryan Ramchick. Mm, nah, I'm not going to give them a point there. Edge rushers, Have Cameron Jordan. Point, dude. Cameron Jordan's got to be the most consistent player in the league. Dude, every year he's doing the same thing. I would give him a point there. And then Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I like him a lot. Austin Badger. Tyron Matthew is getting older. He's a gray area there, but Marshawn Lattimore is definitely worth the point there. So the Saints have some pieces. They're not completely dead in the water yet. Dude, did you know they used to call me that in high school, the Honey Badger? <laughs> uh, really? I'm just kidding. Nobody called me that. Okay. All right, moving on to the Falcons. Quarterback, are you going to give him a point there? <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> right. not. All right, playmakers, I'll give them I'll give them a point. Bijan, Drake London. Uh, they did just get Van Jefferson. I think that's a sneaky good good little signing there. Um, I'd give them I'd give them a point for playmakers. I think they have the guys yeah, okay. necessary I there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Jake Matthews, I think is good. Caleb McGarry, uh, I think th- I'd give them a point for their tackles. Their tackles are not bad. Uh, especially when you have Chris Lindstrom as your guard. It kind of makes up for whatever you lack there. Uh, on defense, they're edge rushers. Uh, they need they need an edge rusher, and that's why I have them taking Dallas Turner. Okay. So if they get Dallas Turner, I would give them a point. That kind of, I mean, that, dude, that strengthens their defense yeah. quite a bit. Uh, A.J. Terrell is their corner. Clark Phillips I really liked coming out of Utah. Uh, they also added Jeff Okuda, who hasn't, been worth the third overall pick, but he can he can revive his career there. Who knows? Uh, so I'd give the Falcons about three, four points maybe. Dude, and then back to that spot with Edge. Yeah. Here's my thing, bro. What's going to boost us more as a team, an edge rusher or a quarterback? A quarterback. Right. Right. So I don't see why they wouldn't take a quarterback at eight, dude. Like to me, it's honestly, I would I mean, literally call it stupid if they didn't. Unless I mean, unless they signed a free a free agent, like an old veteran, just go out there and try and get like it a done. Kurt Cousins kind of guy. Yeah. I don't know. The Falcons are tough. The Falcons. Yeah, I don't. The Falcons can go a number of directions. Well, okay, hold up. Let me look up what their second pick is. The Falcons. Yeah. What is it? Uh, they got the forty third in the second round. Forty third. You're, mm, I don't know. you're not getting Bo. I don't think you're getting Bo there. You want Michael Penix at 43? I don't. Dude, absolutely not. No, I was looking at the second round because they take quarterback eight. Okay. Some. Uh, but then I, that's all I was saying. I don't think they're taking or getting a good enough edge at 43. Dude, I'm telling you. The Justin Fields is the way to go. You can get him for cheap, bro. The Bears are just trying to get him out of house. They're... You can get him with that pick right there. 43. 43. 
You, I, you probably could. You could deal the 43rd pick for Justin Fields and get Dallas Turner at 8. Justin Fields shows out, and you're in the playoffs. Justin Fields doesn't Justin Fields doesn't out. have to show out. I think Justin Fields has to be above <coughs> average. I, I mean, the, they were fighting for a playoff spot this year. Dude. With Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter. Asking Justin Fields to be average is like asking a kid to not like candy. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm not a Justin Fields fan, but I think you're being a little too harsh on him. I, I actually don't like that guy at all. All right, well. If he if he texts us and said, can I be on y'all's podcast, I will genuinely say no. <laughs> I don't care what exposure okay. we get. I would say no. Dude. I don't want to talk to him. All right, whatever. If that happens and the Falcons are in the playoffs, we're coming back to this moment right here. Yeah, yeah, we'll come back to this moment, and, you know, I'll eat my words on it. All right. Uh, but uh, that's going to finish up the NFC South, and that's going to finish up the episode. That's all we got time for today. Uh, Dave, we got a good one next week. We got Alabama A&M wide receiver Terrell Gardner joining us. We're going to get a quick interview with him, uh, and it's going to be a good one. Yeah, y'all better tune in for that. I'm excited for this one, this next one. Um, dude, that's crazy. We're going to have someone like that on here, man. It's going to be awesome. Y'all better tune in. All right, uh, Dave, you got anything else? Until next time.